This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Welcome to the program. Cam here, Jim Toth. Jim, how you doing? I find myself well again today, thankfully. Yeah. How are you? Happy good. Thursday. Man, this week's just flying by yeah, for me. Yeah, wow. It's already Thursday. It's, it's, wow, it must be good, eh? <laughs> that must be nice. This whole three-day work week thing's really working out for you. <laughs> Boy, remember my whole first year here? You're like, I think you owe us time at the end of the year. Well, I said after it was, like was several funny, months man. in, I said you're plus one. Yeah. You're here one day longer. <laughs> Anyways, Jim, it's always wonderful to have it's you back. It's good to be here. Yeah, so I'm happy. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, never seen the movie with Bill Murray. I, you know, people what? find that surprising. I watched it for the first time about a year ago. Okay, during one of my illnesses, actually, I'm like, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally watch this finally, movie because it feels like Groundhog Day. I'm sick again. It feels like Groundhog Day exactly, and uh, it wasn't bad. You know, you got to take it. It's an old film, but no. um, I'm not a big Groundhog Day person. I mean, do we really expect this? cartoon hog to tell us that it's not going to be cold anymore See, it's going to be cold it's manitoba well that's the thing it's like in this province in this area of the world like of course we're gonna have six more weeks of yeah. winter this is the way it is this is for like if you're in kansas or like missouri yes. or like pennsylvania or ohio then it's like okay we might have six more weeks or whatever yes, that'll where be we have short winters when's it gonna end but here we just know like nobody thinks that oh he didn't or did whatever it works that by February 12th, we'll be out of winter. That's why uh, what Manitoba Merv's got the easiest job in the world. Because it's like, yeah, he's going to see Shadow is that, every single time. Is he time. a government employee? Like, does he get benefits and stuff? I don't know. I'm going to ask. Because he just out. comes out of his hole every day. Who's paying for his health care? Kind of like me. I just come yeah. out of the hole once in a while. Is he getting a GST check? What about this upcoming... Uh, <sighs> this kickback. Yeah. Does he get the single or the family? Who's living in that hole with him? I don't know. There might be more than one. This is what happens during a, a bye week for the Jets yeah. and the All-Star break. This riveting conversation. Yeah. Uh, on Coming on Who's to... Who's living in the hole with him? Very... <laughs> Very. This is a very important question we're going to ask uh, our guest uh, on the program today, Leah Hextall, ESPN's Leah Hextall, joining us now. Leah, where do you sit on this debate? What's going on? With Groundhog you? Day, Miss Hextall. Yeah. What do you think? I, I'm just sitting here listening to you two fools. Like, what, what did I sign up for today? Do you uh, sit here no. wondering why I agreed to be on this program? No, exactly. Um, I have no opinion about it. I'm just sitting here dying laughing. And Jim, why are you so delicate? Why are you sick all the time? Like yeah. delicate. You are just delicate, my friend. You yeah. want to get you some vitamins. Yeah, it's, thanks, Leah. Thanks. I've been trying yeah. to say this and it only can come from you. It's how I keep trying to save the world and it's just oh. not working. So <laughs> you know, not all superheroes all right. wear yeah. capes, right, Jim? Oh, no. It's oh, this no. It's this hole Stop I live in. You're ahead. <laughs> It's this hole I live in with the groundhog that we don't know if they're getting some of those checks from the government. Single or, or double. Family. Family. Wow, this is the important stuff. Anyway, let's uh, uh, let's talk okay. some hockey. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Thanks for your concern, though. <laughs> yeah. Very heartfelt there. Uh, you're, Listen, you're sick all the time. I can't be concerned all the time. You get like twice a year for concern from me, and that's it. Now you sound like my co-host. Are you, are you coming in this week? As <laughs> I said, you every Sunday. So all right, enough feel, about me. Let's talk hockey. Uh, Western Conference, uh, this is what you're covering with ESPN, Leah. Well, how, do you, how do you think this thing is shaping up right now? Well, it's, I think, really interesting. I mean, especially considering last season. I mean, the playoff races were pretty much set by this time last year, and there wasn't a lot of surprises. But when you look at it this year, um, yes, there are some teams that 
you know, are working their way out of it very quickly, like a St. Louis, et cetera. But the fact is, is that when you look at the teams in the playoffs, the ones just outside the line fighting for a wild card spot right now, uh, it's really anyone's game. And that is, to me, the best thing that could possibly happen, because especially with trade deadline coming up, you're, it's going to be just really interesting to see what these teams do, because right now everybody seems, whether you're in the Central or the Pacific, that you've got a legit shot at possibly making some noise if you can just get in. Uh, along those lines, who do you like? Because it seems wide open than ever. And I don't mean like to, you know, they're a good team or whatever. I, I'm wondering who at this point, if you had to pick mm. maybe two or three that you would go, I think they have a legit, legitimate shot to win the West. Who would it be? Yeah, there's a couple there, Jim. One, I just covered a game in Colorado. Uh, the other weekend between the Az and St. Louis. St. Louis, as you guys saw against Winnipeg, they know they're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Louis is a team that we're going to see sell, and it's probably going to happen before the deadline, and they understand that. Mathematically, even, it'd be very difficult for them to even do it. They'd have to win pretty much eight or nine of their next 12 games to the deadline to even kind of be at pace. So it'll be interesting to see when those decisions by Doug Armstrong start to happen as they do have a couple players available that are sitting UFAs. But when I look at teams that I like, I like Colorado. Colorado is about to get really healthy. You can already see it in them. You know, McCarr comes back from missing four games and just what he's been able to do, even though he came back and said, I played horrible. He didn't play that horrible. Um, You know, they're really starting to get healthy. The all-star break and having a nine-day hiatus, seven days of not even practicing for the avalanche is going to do huge things for them. I mean, they don't really have to do anything at the deadline because their deadline acquisitions are going to be players like Gabriel Landeskog coming back from his knee surgery. I mean, these are huge things for the avalanche to get them healthy and have these players ready to go at the most important time of the season. But here's my wild card for everyone. And it's the Minnesota wild Hmm. last year at the deadline. They, you know, Bill Guerin, their general manager, he loaded up, he went out and got flurry. He made some big moves. They were loaded for bear. They went out in the first round to St. Louis. I think that experience is needed. Teams need to lose in order to know how to win. And I know that we've heard this before and people might think it's a cliche, but when Boston tells you that, when, Tampa Bay tells you that it's a true story. And when I look at the team this year, the difference between them and other teams is that they're not built for single game success. They're built for series success. And that is something that you have to take in. They can play any game with you. They have skill guys. They have rough and tumble guys. They have solid goaltending in that. So I really think as long as they can keep the health up and get, you know, players ready to rock, that the Minnesota Wild could be a team that could make some noise in the playoffs this season in the West. Yeah, Leah, and they, they've beaten the snot out of uh, the Winnipeg Jets both times they played them. Well, you know, and they're one of those teams that you can come in and you never want to let another team dictate, right? You want to set the pace and the tone of a game to play your style. But the one thing that Dean Evison, their head coach, is able to do because of what he has up and down his lineup, and like I just said, the different types of players he has, I mean, even his you know, very physical players like, you know, Erickson Eck and Marcus Salino and and whatnot, they still have skill to them. And those are their grit guys as well. So when you have that ability, if you come in and play a certain way about them, they can adapt to it. And I think that's going to be really key going down the stretch and also throughout the playoffs. What do you make of in the Pacific? I mean, Vegas, I mean, there's, we're talking about Colorado getting healthy. 
Uh, Vegas is starting to, and this was an inevitability. Jim and I were talking about this uh, prior to the show even starting with this. This was an inevitability that Vegas was going to start getting injuries and they were going to start falling just because of the way that they're right up against the cap, the way that how they're, you know, they're right up against the roster limits and all that sort of thing. This was eventually going to happen to the Vegas Golden Knights. Where do you see them landing? Likely, of course, in the playoffs. Uh, but are they going to be a Pacific team? Do you think they're going to find themselves in the wild card or are they going to rally and, and win the Pacific? There's, you know, to me, the news that Mark Stone had another back surgery that came out yesterday, I mean, that's just crushing. I mean, first of all, it's crushing for the Manitoba kid that, you know, I've watched since he played with the Brown Wheat Kings. And opening night, I covered Vegas in L.A., and he had come off his back surgery in the offseason and rehabilitated. And he said, Lee, I just want to stay healthy this year. That's what he told me in his interview after the game. And to see him have to have another back surgery, it's just fingers crossed that this one is the one that works. That's a really crushing blow for Vegas. And as you mentioned, their cap situation. And, you know, Kelly McCrimmon, we've all watched him since the junior days, and he's extremely aggressive at the deadline. That's a big reason why he's the GM of the Vegas Golden Knights is because of that ability. But they don't have too many options. It's going to be very difficult. And this is not the Golden Knights year. It is one of those things that even in the Pacific, you look at it like Edmonton and Calgary are right there. There's no guarantee that they're even going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. So, you know, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be a team that I see going upwards. I think they've either plateaued or, as you mentioned, due to some injuries, it could be very debatable if they're even there at the end. And missing the postseason two years in a row is unacceptable in Vegas. So it's going to be interesting there. But Seattle is the one that, you know, I keep thinking from watching them last year to this year and thinking, how are they doing this? Because not only Seattle, but also L.A., they're doing this without getting strong goaltending. And I mean, LA is almost at the bottom statistically, and go- <laughs> and they're still managing to find their. They have way a minus ten goal differential. Yeah, it's I driving know. me nuts. I'm waiting for them to fall. What's going on? It makes no sense, right? It makes no hockey sense. But they're still doing it. So I mean, these are two teams that I thought, you know, yeah, they came out strong out of the gate. I thought, okay, yeah, we'll see. But they're still winning. And it was not what I expected. And I've called Seattle a few times. I have them again, you know, in the next few weeks. And I have to say, it's just a team that almost seems as, you know, just the change in them from one season to the next. And it's not necessarily like they have all of the players that they need. But um, those are two teams that just continue to shock me with what they're being able to do without getting solid goaltending. Lastly, can the Jets win the West? <laughs> when you mean like the be standing there to go to the Stanley Cup final, Jim? Is that yes. what you mean? Okay. Yes. Well, right now I would say it's anyone's, it's anyone's conference just because of the way you look at it. Uh, they can. Will they? That's a different question. Will they? No. You know, I, I, I hate saying that. Like, trust me, as a Manitoban. Sounded like you liked I, saying it to I, me. But <laughs> go ahead. You never know. Depends Sounded on like you. you enjoyed it. I just... I just think that, you know, there's so much onus put on Connor Hallebeck. And listen, that's the guy that you want to be playing the best, and he is playing great. But I don't understand when they're playing a Philadelphia Flyers team why he's in the net. We know. We know from statistics. And you don't always have to look at analytics, but when it comes to goaltenders, I think it's important that goaltenders that go on to win the Stanley Cup or make it to the Stanley Cup final are very much around that 60-game mark. You've got to give him time off. And so when I see him play those type of games, even though I know he wants to own that net every night, there has to be that, no, you're not playing this game unless they're forced to. And 
I just, I look at some of the management. I, I look at what they've been doing. I just think if the Jets are going to win the West, we really need to see them start playing their best hockey. And I don't think we've seen that yet. I don't think we've seen a complete team all the way around, even though they've managed to win the way that they have this season. I just, I look at some other teams and I just think the Jets might get grinded down. So it all depends maybe what they might be able to do at the deadline, which is a very difficult time for general managers to work, especially this year because nobody wants to give way to first round or second round picks because we're looking at an extremely solid draft. ESPN's Leah Hextall joining us. Leah, always fantastic. Always awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you guys. And Jim, I mean, just take care of yourself. You're delicate. We, we want you well. Is he, have you Thanks, been, have you been taking Thanks for joining us C? today because I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. Are you taking your vitamin D3? <laughs> We're all day to day. Apparently. We're all day to day. Thanks, Leah. Let's take a break. Let's come back. We're going to talk. dare she speak to me like that on this program? <laughs> and you too. What? How me? dare you speak to me like this? What? I, what? I have children. They are full of germs and diseases. Yeah. And they bring I'm not them denying home. that. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. I'm happy to get out of the house again. Two days in a row. Let's go for three. Let's go. You know what? Let's work. We're working towards Friday. Uh, We're going to come back. You know, Elliot Friedman was uh, just recently on a program out east, and he talked about which team he thought was going to make the biggest splash out of the Canadian contenders. And I think he made a very, very very important case that I, I think is very realistic, and I Wow. I mean, Elliot Friedman, this kind of stuff comes from uh, uh, a very good and, and, and well-supported hockey mind. And uh, issues with the NHL in terms of viewership, television Eesh. viewership down in the United States. We'll talk about that Eesh. as well. Still to come. Not good. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Sarah McCarthy. Welcome to the One Minute Power Play with Sarah McCarthy. Hello, Sarah. The One Minute Power Play with Sarah McCarthy. I'm telling you, one day I'm going to get that voiced. One day. That'll be a surprise. I don't know, six months from now. That'll be a surprise. (laughs) I think I'm just going to keep promising to do it and just never do it. Never do it. I hope you do because I'm I'm hoarse from it. Uh, Kevin texted show yesterday, 204-780-6868. Kevin wanted to know, Sarah, are there more doors or wheels in the world? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Doors or wheels or doors yeah. or windows? Hmm. Doors or wheels. Doors or wheels. Doors or wheels. Some cars have more. I'm going to say oh, wheels. Oh, I see. Yeah. But some cars yeah. have four doors compared to wheels. I'm going to say wheels. You think there's more wheels in the world than doors? I do. 18 wheelers. Come on. I think there's yeah. more doors. Maybe not eventually. What is the two doors? Cars? Two doors you offset with four tires. <laughs> two door sports car. But most cars nowadays have yeah. four doors. Have four doors. Have five. If, is a hatchback or a tail, tailgate? That's a door. door, but is the hatch opening so is, on your this SUV is what needs a door? To be figured out in this whole this thing. is a very hard debate. <laughs> it's a very hard. Like I'm looking behind me, and there's like how many shelves? There's doors. Okay, on but, the I'm shelves. On a, but I'm on a chair Who right now this? with like six no, wheels. No, no, no. You know, I'm coming in here. <laughs> Who's offsetting this power play? It's now four no, on four. I'm, I'm taking over, man. I'm taking over. This is a meeting of the minds. I, I, I'm going to sure. go with doors, and you're saying wheels. I'm so saying, saying wheels. wheels. Okay. Final I'm going to go wheels too. Let us know, Kevin. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you uh, saying, Forche? Uh, I don't know. I just it's it's All-star a hard break one. in the National Hockey League. You everybody. burst in and then you don't know. <laughs> it's too hard. I I just I can't you know, choose. I can tell G Mac was eating soup. We had an extended soup day today. He's leaving his wrappers. G Mac's a mess. Come on, Mac.
Well, we're out of time on the power play with Sarah McCarthy. Welcome to All Star Weekend, everybody. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. How we fill time during 68-68. Kevin says, houses count, too. It's true. House doors. It's all doors. Yes, but then what if inside your house you have one of those wagon wheels that people like to put up in their that's old west theme that's room? A, I mean, that's a wheel. That's a, that's that's a, a wheel. That's a wheel. That's a wheel. Yeah, that's and what, what about toy cars? If you have toy cars those inside your house doors, those are wheels. Those are wheels. I got, I'm got. i on a chair right now with six wheels. There are 4,783 Hot Wheels in my house. So there's way more wheels specific. than doors. Yeah. Specific. So. Yeah. 204 780 um, in, involved in an interview out east, uh, asked which contending Canadian team is going to make the biggest splash. Um, Elliot Friedman said either Toronto or Winnipeg, Edmonton looking for more of a fit, uh, Calgary looking for some smaller sort of depth scoring moves, which I think is exactly right on to what is actually going to happen. And he went on to say this, and I think this is a really, really true, true statement here. The Jets really don't need top-level forwards. And the Jets, over their history, and Elliot Friedman said this, NHL insider, that the Jets love term and guys that they might be able to keep. And with PLD's future still up in the air and, and, and the whole situation around, around Mark Shifley, what's going to happen with him as well, there's a lot of questions right down the middle for the Winnipeg Jets this season and next, and specifically this offseason. And if the Winnipeg Jets are looking to make a deal, they, they're going to try to do it and keep it with somebody who they can st- is going to stay with the roster and stay with the Winnipeg Jets. Well, they have to. Like yeah. th- That's why I think um, when Reynolds, Sean Reynolds was on with us and I, w- yeah. we've been talking about this for a month, Cam. I, I just, I don't think they can go after the rentals yeah. like the Patrick Canes and the cost it's going to be and, and have not only him potentially walk, but have Dubois and, and Shifley. Like it, the more and more we talk about it, Dubois is leaving. And and it's you know not it's not bizarre that he doesn't want to be here stuff like that. It's that he just he's going to free agency yeah. and he, he wants to go play somewhere. I, I think actually it doesn't matter what happens this year. I think even if Dubois gets traded somewhere in the offseason, he's gonna sign a one year deal. That's what he wants I to agree. do. I agree. I don't gonna think go he's gonna go for a one year deal. Unless he gets yeah. traded to the team that he wants to play for. Yeah. But um and so I, I think it's a really it's the most important time season for Kevin Dayoff because he's got to transition this team without burning it. And we can list the teams that have gone all in and got burnt. We can, I mean, look at the New York Rangers last year. I'm sorry, but where's Andrew Kopp right now? And, well, they got to the Eastern Conference final. I mean, do, do, is that worth it though? Well, that's what I mean. I look, and that's the, that's the question. Yeah. Do you, are you mad at the GM in New York that he went for? Did the Jets, did they, when like Paul if you're Stasny a Ranger fan, here, are you mad that he sent Barron in a first round no, pick? See, and I, I, like it's like it's like like when Paul Stasny was traded for here as a rental player, and then he ends up signing in Vegas. They got to the Western Conference Final. You know what I mean? They had it. They were one of four teams left. Only right. two teams went ahead of them for the Stanley Cup. So final. it's so the age that, old. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. It's the age old question: Are you mad that your GM went for it and cost you some some pieces? 
Or would you rather he play it safe and just build and build and build and build? At some point, you have to. Yeah, you can't just build for no reason. At some point, you got to pull the trigger. At some That's time, when you're building a, a boat, yeah. you have to put it in the water. Yeah. You can't just keep, you know, adding to it and yeah. building it and doing things and painting it. And you've got to put it in the water and let it sail. That's the weirdest analogy I've ever come up with. It's not bad. You got to put it in the water. Eventually, and I, they got to put this in the water. Just, did you just think of that? that yeah, good. it just came to me. You can't just keep fiddling with it. No, you can't just, well, now I'm going to paint it black today and then <laughs> wait a month and then go, now I'm going to paint it red. Eventually it's got to sit sail. fix the stern. I like it. I'm going to pull this Jimmy off the off bridge. The, off the bridge, yeah. Yeah, make sure Big that. sailor yeah. over there. <laughs> port but side. like the point is, is that, so so this is the thing, but, but Kevin's in trouble here because say he, let's play this game. Say he goes and he gets Patrick Kane and he sends Vili Hainola, yeah, and uh, a first round pick and Jansen Harkins, and he gets Patrick Kane to come in here and play in this top six. Mm-hmm. And say they make it to the Western Conference Final. Yeah. Say they make it to the Stanley Cup and they lose. They lose to Boston in the Stanley Cup Final in six games. And then Kane signs somewhere else. Dubois is not resigning here, so you have one more year max. Yeah, and Shifley goes. I want eleven and a half million dollars, and the Jets go. We can't afford that. Which so is now, extreme. I, I think that's a very likely. So thing now to you go into next season, mm-hmm. and say next season, fast forward, you have Dubois and Shifley still here, knowing they're going to leave, and you're in the same boat as you are now. As we get closer to the deadline here, Jim, I I, I don't think that it's going to be. You're going to see the big names on the board as things get closer, and these are the guys that every team is going to be chasing the UFAs. I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to be going after RFAs. I think they're going to be going after guys that maybe have two years before they're back in the RFA status. The Winnipeg Jets will have control over them, or guys they think they, they, that they can keep. You've it's, got it's to not go, going to be the big flashy names that are going to be on the board. They're going to be looking elsewhere. And make you've got to like start that, yeah. knocking the door, and Ryan O'Reilly's out, but you got to start knocking the door on guys like that, Timo Meyer, guys who you have control over next year, even though Meyer's at $10 million, but yeah. you bring them in and and you have to have pieces here that however far they go this year even if they win the stanley cup or whatever yeah if they lose in the first round you have to acquire pieces that you can sit down with this summer and look at all those guys shifley dubois and mm-hmm. whoever horvat or meyer and go who wants 9.25 million dollars mm-hmm. over the next seven years and you start with dubois in my opinion and if he goes no you go okay thanks yeah. shifley do you want no, you don't want that? Okay, thank you, Horvat or whoever that you brought in, Meyer, Riley, whoever, Tarasenko. Yeah. And if they all say no, then you have to deal those guys. Yeah. And if they all, if one of or two of them says yes, then you keep that. Say Meyer comes here and you go, here's 9.25 over seven years, and he goes, okay, I want to play in this top six. It's yeah. really good, although blah, blah, blah. And then you take your Dubois and you take your Shifley and you go, who wants these guys and what will you give them for me? And you have to start to build that way. But it is a different story if the guys you bring in at this deadline are gone as well. Yeah. It's... You almost need at the... at before A week before the draft, Jim, to have... Once things open up and you have like a chance to say, what what are the odds of me being able to sign... If Speaking as Kevin Cheveldayoff, what are the odds of us being able to bring you... Here in Winnipeg, long term, and you're going to resign with us. And you can't and, do and if that it's, unless if the it's wishy washy. That's not good enough. Like the Islanders couldn't talk to the the Canucks allowed them to make the trade. They would not yeah. allow Horvat's agent to talk to the Islanders. No. So the Islanders made that deal without knowing if he would even consider signing with them. Apparently, the Sharks are letting teams if they're getting pretty yes, close talk to his agent. Talk to Timo Meyer. Yeah. Talk to Timo Meyer. 
And if he's got a good agent, I'm not saying he's going to get it because I yeah. don't think he will. But if he's got a good agent, they go, it starts with 10 guys to see who out there wants to give him 10. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's going to make 10. I think he's going to make around nine, nine yeah. and a half on a long-term deal. But he's got that option for next year. The agent, if he's a good agent, will go, he'll come, but he'll play another year at 10 then. Yeah. Hey, guys, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868, George texts the show. Uh, hi, guys. If the Jets are going to make a push for the playoffs and stay in the playoffs, Jonathan Taves would be the perfect fit. They definitely need a face-off guy. And by the way, uh, guys, uh, uh, our band together would be called the Rock and Roll Dudes, which is just very simple, honest, pretty straightforward, humble, straightforward rock and roll dudes. If we call ourselves the Rock and Roll Dudes and we should play jazz just to throw our audiences yeah. off. Yeah. They come for and then it's like... Yeah, soft, jazz. soft. Uh, you yeah, know, but here's um, the, here's the thing. Experimental jazz. I also want to mention about this is when mm. you bring these guys here. Like a lot of people go, we can't get free agents. Nobody's going to be here. Nobody yeah. wants to live here. Blah blah blah. Blake Wheeler resigned here. Kyle Connor resigned. Blake Wheeler could have gone to free agency with back to back ninety one point seasons on his resume. Blake Wheeler resigned here as a top ten scorer in the league. Dustin Bufflin was looking at nine and a half million dollars in the face in free agency, and he signed for less. He signed for about seven. Kyle Connor resigned here. Connor Hallibuck resigned. Well, those here. guys weren't free agents, yeah. but they did sign away some free agent years. Mm-hmm. Mark Shifley did. So it, there is, you know, Paul Stasny came here and loved it here and, and brought his $6 million back. He had a no trade clause in Vegas and people forget that. And he said, yes, I will waive that and come back and play here. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. The chances to sit down with a Patrick Kane or a Bull Horvat and get those guys to come play in Winnipeg aren't good. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the next tier, the Ryan O'Reilly's who might go, I can get $4 million somewhere. If you want to give me five over the next three years, I'll come play in that top six. Mm-hmm. Because I want to win. So there are people that will sign here. There are people that like living here, but you have to find them. Yeah. Matthew Perot re-signed here three times. Well, Jim, Adam Lowry yeah. didn't go to free agency. Josh Morrissey. I, I laugh at the Josh Morrissey contract because he is the most underpaid defenseman in the league this year. <laughs> yeah, 100% he is. Even more so than Jacob Chikrin. But two years ago, people wanted that contract in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that contract. Yeah, I remember that. But there's a guy who, and I remember talking to Josh around the time he signed that. And he said, I want to win. I like it there. And I mean, look, do you not like hot places and stuff? He goes, I live in, I'm from Calgary. I live in Calgary. And then there are players who, unlike the Goudreaux or the Horvats or stuff that are looking at, like, say, like, like Dubois, he knows the money's going to be there. Yeah. So why would, it's not so much if I don't want to be in Winnipeg, it's, I, if Winnipeg's going to be an option, and I know the money's going to be there, why would I limit my uh, options right now? Yeah. Or next year. Yeah. But there are the guys that will like sit there, like Kyle Connor did it, and Josh Morrissey did it. It's fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. We forget that. That it's fifty million dollars. It's a chunk of change. So if you can get guys here with a little term and they play here for a year or two and this team goes to a couple rounds the next two years, it's kind of easier to go, do you want to be here or not? Yeah. Connor Hellebuck, like, loves it here. 
Yeah. He goes ice fishing. He does all that. I don't know, and I'm not saying this, but he's from Michigan. Yeah. I don't know if Connor, Kyle Connor and Connor Hellebuck want to be in California for the next eight years well, of Jim, their hockey like career. I, was, I don't know that. Maybe uh, they do. I don't know. But yeah. they sign here because they actually like the lifestyle. Well, Jim, yeah. It's like I was at my, my niece's first birthday uh, over the weekend. And, you know, my wife and I really like Florida. We like to go there. And it's it's a place that hopefully we... Um, at some point, God willing, we can retire some at <laughs> some point in my life. Uh, we'd love to go and spend a month, month and a half down there every single year, right? That's something we're already talking about in our thirties. Um, and we're talking about it with some people, and and they said Florida. Why do you like Florida? It's so hot. It's so humid. And like, j- just just as an example, like even a place like Florida, which everybody sees as like this ultimate destination that everybody wants to go to, some people are just some, some people, people are just gonna like, like I, I can't stand the humidity. I don't want to be there. So it's 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 there's people. You just have to find all, them, right? All shades. And then the I'm other saying. things that's, come in. That's what we, I'm trying to say. We did the thing about winning yesterday. Like I would lead with that. I would. Yeah. I'm just that. I'm older school. I'm like I want to make money, but I want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that has changed significantly. But this is also a good team and a good top six and a good goaltender. And um, so you have to find those players. They're not everywhere. I know a lot of players are out of the gate because they're from wherever. Go, no, I don't want to. Yeah. But And the names I said, like Wheeler's from Minnesota, Bufflin's from Minnesota, Lowry Morrissey are from Calgary. You yeah. know, Connor and, and Hellebuck are from Michigan. Like, it's like here. They're, yeah. they're okay with this kind of – but you got to find those guys. And then there's other people that are just like – like I'm, I, I went to California in August. I lived there in a heartbeat. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, but that's how I am. <laughs> but I mean, so you have to find them. Like the idea that no one ever wants to, but I get it too. That like, I also talked to a lot of like Jonathan Taves is one of those guys that through. I haven't talked to him in a couple of seasons, but when I was in the room and talking to him, he's just like I, I don't like he's gonna have a statue in Chicago. Yeah, and he's always gonna have a home in Chicago. It doesn't mean he doesn't like it here. He's mm-hmm. just like, I grew up here. I play here. I come back every summer. I have family. I love my summers here. I got a cabin here and stuff. But I I like playing in Chicago. It's like you grow up and go to university here. A lot of people go live somewhere else. Yeah. They just like it. But you've got to find them. And Chevy's in tough is the point because he's got to find people with term because term is what will get you time to convince them that this – that's what they this need. This team, this organization, yeah. this feel, their their families come and they go, you know what, this is a good environment, blah, blah, blah. So look, so basically the, I, I'm just, what I'm thinking is going to be happening as this gets closer is that there's going to be players on the board and it, the Winnipeg Jets are not going to necessarily be looking at the big flashy. There's going to be big game hunting. I think that that's going to be, but it's going to be about, it's going to be about term and it's going to be about control. And it's going to be about the ability to keep those players here for the short term. And then eventually, hopefully the long term. let's take a break. We'll come back. Um, uh, the NHL uh, didn't have fantastic uh, numbers down south in terms of uh, TV, United States, national ratings, and their new deal with Disney and ESPN. What do those look like, and what could it mean? We'll get to that after this. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Real quick uh, final break here, final uh, minute and a half of the program. Uh, U.S. national TV 
viewership down 22% per findings uh, from some reporters. NHL regular games to date have been averaging 373,000 viewers on ESPN and TNT in their second year with the Disney Turner Pact. NHL averaged 478,000 viewers at this point last season. More people just streaming, Jim. Is that what this is all about? Is that how you explain this one away? I explain it to streaming. I explain it to the eight different uh, time zones that you get games in is too many. Yeah. Um, I think they need to break it up into conferences and have a package like the NFL Sunday ticket package that you get. It. I mean, we have center yeah. ice. Um, I think you have to have too many cable packages to access it. And I think 100%. there's, I think there's no real rivalries anymore. I, yeah. I don't think th- I think the way the playoff format aligns doesn't really create, um, some, some like proximity. Look in the U S we look at college sports and the rivalries and every other mm. sport goes, why can't it be like this? Even baseball looks at why can't the pirates and the Cubs or the Cubs and the Brewers be like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. And it's because there's not enough in the NHL um, closeness, proximity, rivals like that work in college football and everything else. And I just, I think it's, um, I think there's a number of other factors too, but we don't have time for. But those are my top three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of these apps stink that you stream games off. They're horrible. Um, and you yeah, multiple I do, I do of them, so and they don't make it easy. That's what I think. And I think that you're sending a lot of people to illegal streams. I think that's what's happening. So what do you, why not just watch listening to you here on 680 too, too expensive? Too expensive? Charging, trying to charge college football and, and NFL it's outrageous to watch expensive. a game that You is, wonder why people illegally stream it when you're charging them that amount of money. Anyways, that's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.